98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The chief executive says the government is updating testing requirements for care homes and schools. Health officials report more than 1,000 new COVID cases in the SAR for a third day running. And expert advisors to the government on vaccines recommend changes to lower the risk of myocarditis. Chief Executive Carrie Lamb says the rebound in COVID cases isn't sounding alarm bells yet, but nevertheless, some testing requirements are being updated. These involve care homes and schools, as Timmy Sung reports. Hong Kong's outgoing leader said although the number of COVID cases reported each day has risen to over 1,000 again, pressure on public hospitals has not increased and the number of people in a serious or critical condition remains stable. But Carrie Lam said the government will require care home workers to undergo a PCR test every two weeks on top of their daily rapid tests from Wednesday. They will also need to get a third COVID jab in order to work once the arrangements have been finalised. The chief executive also announced that all school children must undergo daily rapid tests until the end of the current academic year in August. She said, however, that current circumstances don't require any tightening of social distancing measures. For the time being, I have to stress that this uh, sort of upward uh, cases, according to the experts, uh, are not unexpected uh, because we have uh, almost uh, returned to normalcy as far as social activities are concerned. And so, uh, in a way, uh, this is not an alarm bell yet. Uh, but we will closely, closely monitor the situation. Mrs. Lam also appealed to people to limit cross-family gatherings on Father's Day, pointing out that she has cancelled all her farewell meals. The daily COVID tally remained above 1,000 for the third straight day, with officials reporting 1,014 new local infections and 131 imported cases. Dr Albert O from the Centre for Health Protection says a kindergarten in Mongkok has been told to suspend in-person teaching for, more than, for one more class after discovering three more cases in an ongoing series of outbreaks. For the other classes within this kindergarten, there is no evidence or no signs of transmission and also there were only sporadic cases, so there is no need to suspend other classes. But however, we have advised the schools to enhance the infection control and also disinfection of the premises so that to prevent further the disease transmission. One more COVID-related death was also confirmed, a terminal cancer patient. LegCo has cancelled next Tuesday's farewell banquet for outgoing Chief Executive Carrie Lam because of COVID concerns. Citing the rise in the number of infections in Hong Kong, the council secretariat said hosting a big banquet would unavoidably increase the risk of transmission. One of the, uh, it said the decision was taken after discussions with the Chief Executive's office, the LegCo president and lawmakers. One of them, Peter Kuhn, said it's a pity members won't be able to bid Ms. Lam, Mrs Lam farewell before her term ends. I understand this situation right now is uh, very tension, so uh, it's very unfortunate we could not make have a time to meet Carrie face to face, but hopefully maybe we could arrange another occasion, you know, after her retirement. Experts who advise the government on COVID-19 and vaccines have recommended people aged between 18 and 59 should have eight weeks between their first and second doses to lower the risk of myocarditis. The current dosing interval is set at three weeks. 88% of Hong Kongers have already had two doses. 
The new recommendations come after discussions involving the Joint Scientific Committees under the Centre for Health Protection and the Chief Executive's Expert Advisory Panel. Separately, the Joint Scientific Committees don't recommend mass vaccination for monkeypox. Hong Kong's latest unemployment rate is 5.1%. That's down 0.3 percentage points from the previous figures. An average, around, an average of around 191,400 people were jobless between March and May. The government says the employment situation improved in most industries, especially construction, retail, accommodation and food services, but also the arts, entertainment and recreation. Labour Minister Lo Chi Kuang says economic activities in the labour market should continue to improve in the coming months, provided the local COVID situation stays under control. And turning overseas, the Sri Lankan government has asked staff in non-essential services to work from home and schools to switch to online lessons for two weeks because of a crippling fuel shortage. Sri Lanka has been struggling to import fuel as it's run out of foreign currency reserves. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. China has launched its third aircraft carrier, christened the Fujian. The warship is entirely designed and built domestically. Aaron Tam reports. The launch of the Fujian is another step towards the modernization of the Chinese military. The aircraft carrier features a full-length flight deck with a catapult launch system, something the two carriers that are now in service, the Liaoning and the Shandong, do not have. The 003 new generation aircraft carrier left its dry dock at a shipyard in Shanghai with broadcasters CCTV showing assembled Navy personnel standing beneath the massive ship as champagne, colorful ribbons, water cannons and smoke were used to celebrate its launch and official naming at a ceremony at the Jiangnan shipyard. According to the broadcaster, sailing and mooring tests will now be carried out. The Fujian will join the Shandong, commissioned in late 2019, and the Liaoning, which China bought secondhand from Ukraine in 1998 and refitted domestically. Unlike the Fujian, those warships use a ski-jump-style platform for jets to take off. Only the United States has more aircraft carriers. It has 11 while Britain and Italy share third place in the carrier tables, with two each in operation. Chief Executive Designate John Lee says he's put forward his cabinet choice to Beijing for approval. He refused to say who they are, saying only that they're knowledgeable people with strong execution abilities. Timmy Song reports. John Lee said he won't make public his list of cabinet members until they are approved by the central government, but he said they include incumbent principal officials, civil servants, professionals, as well as people who are familiar with district work. The CE Destiny said they are all experienced and knowledgeable, have strong execution ability, and share his governance philosophy of being result-oriented. Separately, Mr. Lee declined to comment on his request to the High Court to spare him from punishment over his failure to submit copies of consent for election advertisement on time to election authorities. He would only say that there were things that he could have done better when he ran for the top job. An environmental group has urged the government to give a timetable for taking over private wetlands and fish ponds under its Northern Metropolis, Metropolis Development Plan. The outgoing chief executive, Carrie Lam, suggested in her policy address that this would involve ensuring such ecologically sensitive areas are conserved. 
but the Hong Kong Bird Watching Society says a lack of detail in the scheme is a threat to long-term planning for fish farming and the overall preservation of the Deep Bay area. Wu Ming Chuan is the Society's Deputy Director. We are proposing and to ask the government if there's any other measures that can be implemented so that the fish pond ecological value and the conservation value can be maintained from now to to the moment when the land is resumed. And we hope that there can be ecological elements, can be one of the considerations during the land resumption. Lawmakers have questioned the effectiveness of a government proposal to impose congestion charges at the three harbour tunnels from August next year. They said at a LegCo panel meeting that it was hard to tell whether the measure would make the tunnels less congested without knowing how much the government plans to charge private vehicle drivers during peak hours. In response, Transport Minister Frank Chan said the administration would collect traffic data and formulate a concrete plan before consulting the public later this year. We will try to secure understanding and consensus among the community, the stakeholders including the trade, and also the legislative council, so that on that particular robust foundation, then we can build on to carry on the travel behaviour of the community, particularly at a time when the pandemic is raging, and also taking into account of the situation after the pandemic easing off. And as such, we would be able to provide a complete picture for consideration by the Legislative Council and also by the community at large. Uh, turning overseas, President Putin says that what he called the Western economic blitzkrieg against Russia over the Ukraine conflict had, be- had failed. In a defiant speech at an economic forum at St. Petersburg, he said Western sanctions were insane and had backfired. Incidentally, as is well known, and as we know from practice of recent years, sanctions are a double-edged sword. They can deal comparable, if not greater, damage to the authors and developers of these ideas. Mr Putin said the sanctions had inflicted a heavy blow on Western economies, worsening social and economic problems. He also dismissed the idea that the conflict had worsened economic problems globally. The European Commission has recommended that Ukraine be given official candidate status in its application to join the European Union. The announcement was made by the Commission's head, Ursula von der Leyen. The Commission recommends to the Council... First, that Ukraine is given European perspective. And second, that Ukraine is given candidate status. This is, of course, on the understanding that the country will carry out a number of further important reforms. In the view of the Commission, Ukraine has clearly demonstrated the country's aspiration and the country's determination to live up to European values and standards. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky said he hoped member states would give final approval at a leaders' summit next week. The British government has ordered the WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange to be extradited to the United States, where he's facing espionage charges. He has two weeks to appeal against the decision. Here's the BBC's Dominic Kashiani. This decision is the most important stage so far in Mr Assange's long legal battle. Judges in London have already ruled that the US's request was lawful and that the American authorities would care for him properly in prison. Today, the Home Secretary signed off the request with her officials saying that she had been legally bound to do so because Mr Assange did not face the death penalty or another bar to his transfer. In a statement, his wife, Stella Assange, said it was a dark day for press freedom and British democracy and he was being punished for exposing US war crimes. 
The authorities in India have cancelled more than 200 trains after violent protesters against new um, military recruitment scheme vandalised stations and set fire to coaches. One person was killed in the southern city of Secunderabad after police opened fire to disperse a mob attacking a railway station. In Haryana state, the authorities imposed restrictions on gatherings near the capital, Delhi. The new recruitment system provides four-year contracts to soldiers without pension benefits. The Director-General of the World Trade Organization says a series of agreements have been struck during marathon talks in Geneva. Ngozi Okonjo-Iwaila said the agreements are on fishing subsidies, food security and waiving patents for coronavirus vaccines and show that the WTO can respond to the emergencies of our time. The package of agreements you have reached will make a difference to the lives of people around the world. The outcomes demonstrate that the WTO is in fact capable of responding to emergencies of our time. They show the world that WTO members can come together across geopolitical fault lines to address problems of the global commons. The Bank of Japan has signalled the country's divergence from economic policy and much of the rest of the world with its decision to keep interest rates at an ultra-low level of minus 0.1%. The BOJ also vowed to continue its massive stimulus programme to support recovery in the world's third largest economy. By contrast, the US Federal Reserve announced on Wednesday its biggest interest rise in almost 30 years. And now for some football transfer news, here's the BBC's John Wilkinson. The two best teams in the Premier League didn't wait too long to bolster their ranks this summer. Liverpool's acquisition of Benfica's Darwin Nunes very quickly followed confirmation of Erling Haaland to Manchester City. The forwards arrive with hefty transfer fees and reputations. Nunes in could hasten Sadio Mane out of Anfield, though Bayern Munich's bids are still some way short of Liverpool's valuation of what I would call a Ballon d'Or contender. Kylian Mbappe may have turned down Real Madrid to stay at Paris Saint-Germain, but they did land the brilliant young Frenchman Aurélien Chouameni and one of the Premier League's outstanding defenders in Antonio Rudiger. Philippe Coutinho may have signed for Barcelona for €160 million Euros in 2018, but after scoring against them in the Champions League playing on loan for Bayern Munich, to sell him to Aston Villa for €20 million Euros doesn't reflect brilliantly on the Spanish giants. Robert Lewandowski is expected to join Barca, though, and what a player he remains. Paul Pogba is expected to rejoin Juventus, telling a documentary that he wants to prove a point to Manchester United. Leeds United's Calvin Phillips, Chelsea's unhappy Romelu Lukaku, Barcelona's Frankie de Jong and Borussia Dortmund's Jude Bellingham have all been linked with moves away too. And on to the weather. It'll be mainly cloudy with a few showers and isolated thunderstorms tomorrow morning and the temperatures will range between 27 and 31 degrees. Currently 29 degrees Celsius, humidity 81%. The news from RTHK. Listening to Peter King. Hello, baby. Yeah, this is the Big Bopper speaking. <laughs> oh, you sweet thing. Do I want? Will I want? Oh, baby, you know what I like. Chantilly lace and a pretty face and a ponytail. 
wiggle and a walk and a giggle and a talk. Make the world go round. There ain't nothing in the world like a big-eyed girl to make me act so funny. Make me spend my money. Make me feel real loose like a long-necked goose and like a girl. Oh, baby, that's what I like. What's that, baby? But, 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 Chantilly lays had a pretty face, had a ponytail, hanging down, a wiggle in the walk and a giggle in the talk. Lord, make the world go round, round, round. There ain't nothing in the world like a big-eyed girl to make me act so funny, make me spend my money, make me feel real loose, like a long-necked goose or like a girl. Oh, baby, that's the one I like. What's that, honey? Pick you up at eight. And don't be late. But baby, I ain't got no money, honey. <laughs> oh, all right, honey, you know what I like. Chantilly lace had a pretty face, ponytail hanging down, a wiggle in the walk and a giggle in the talk. Low, made the world go round. That's definitely a Friday night track, the big bopper, of course. Chantilly Lace, as we're into our second hour of our marvelous musical magical mystery tour. Kiss me, honey, honey, kiss me. I'd like to play a little game with you A little game especially made for two If you come closer, I will show you how Closer, closer now This little game before If you relax and you'll enjoy it more Just settle down and let me teach you how Closer, closer now Kiss me, honey, honey, kiss on me Throw me, honey, honey, throw me Don't care even if I blow my top But honey, honey, don't stop So well my lips begin to burn And I can tell I've got a lot to learn So hold me close and darling Show me how Closer, closer now Kiss me, honey, honey Kiss me Throw me, honey, honey Throw me Don't care even if I blow my top But honey, honey Don't stop Very popular singer here in the 60s, Marilyn Palmer. 
is the name. And, of course, that old Shirley Bassey hit, Kiss Me, Honey, Honey, Kiss Me. If you'd like a song, it's Radio Peter Gmail. As we go to a genre called Northern Soul, a very interesting collection of music if you ever look it up on Google.